0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned in to the exceptional scribble show and I am your host, the page poet. That's my signature. And it gives me great pleasure to come before you again on another wonderful Tuesday night. This is episode 236 and yes, I must say the following. I voted on today. I voted and I am so content that I did. Now, let me get started with sharing with you what tonight's itinerary is for tonight. Tuesday, November 6, 2018, the very first thing that I would like to tell everyone is as follows. In the event that you have not voted yet, there's still time. It's not too late. Hopefully, in your district. I know in mine, I voted today, right after work, and I kid you not. It was a strong showing in the Eastwick area or section of the city of Philadelphia, state of Pennsylvania. And I want to say to anyone under the sound of my voice that would like to participate in tonight's call, you can call in and participate tonight's broadcast is an open forum discussion. I repeat an open forum discussion. The open forum discussion begins now, and it will end at 10. And then when that segment of tonight's broadcast ends, the free publishing tips for tonight's broadcast begin. So I want to say to all who are tuned in, thank you for tuning in to episode 236 of the Exceptional Scribble Show. Yes, you heard me correct. And here's the number to call if you would like to participate in the open forum discussion tonight. That number is area code 867-292-3066. I repeat, 867-292-3066. And I want to say a special thanks to each and everyone out there under the sound of my voice. If you voted, not only have you performed your civic duty, but you have also rendered due diligence. And yes, every voter, every registered voter, you have rendered due diligence on this day. Yes, the midterm elections. Here's our topic for tonight. What are the 2018 midterm elections? And why do they matter? Again, for tonight's topic, for the open forum discussion session and segment of this broadcast, on Tuesday, November 6 2018. The topic is what are the 2018 midterm elections? And why do they matter? And the focus word for tonight is vote. The focus word for tonight is vote. Yes, you heard me loud and clear. Here are some facts to consider. Why do the midterms matter? Historically, voter turnout for midterm elections tends to be lower than for general elections, But that doesn't mean they aren't important. With the Senate majority, the Democrats will be able to block cabinet and Supreme Court appointments. I'm going to repeat that because this statement is valid and essential. With a Senate majority, the Democrats would be able to block cabinet and Supreme Court appointments. With a House majority, Democrats can significantly hamper The Trump administration's ability to implement its programs and could also begin impeachment proceedings against Trump, though they would need a two thirds majority in the Senate to remove him from office. And I'm going to repeat that. With a House majority, Democrats can significantly hamper the Trump administration's ability to implement its programs and could also begin impeachment proceedings against Trump, though they would need a two thirds majority in the Senate to remove him from office. So ladies, gentlemen, and all under the sound of my voice, this day's voter turnout at the polls, it really does matter. And I'm going to start right there because A lot of times we're not doing our due diligence as registered voters, and we're not, we're not demonstrating solidarity at the polls as we need to. But hopefully today, that all has changed. Hopefully, to day and tonight we the people have made our stand and we have done it as a united front demonstrating solidarity making such a powerful show showing of our Dedication and commitment as people in society who want better, not just for one specific group, but for all of humanity. And this is it, people. Tonight is our night. Today is our day. And I believe with everyone's. Vote with everyone. Vote. You have voted because you understand. You know the struggle. You see what's at stake. I believe that because you have made the decision, the wise one, to vote and make the smart move. We can begin to see a better Congress moving forward and a brighter day ahead for the next generation. We can't be selfish, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to go into this era that we're in and and do what we have to do. And know that it matters. And know that it matters. Because for far too long, we have taken the back seat at the polls. We have said our vote doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Why should we vote? Some have even gone as far as to say it's the lesser of two evils. And I don't see why it's necessary to vote because things are not going to change. Well, I'm going to shed light on that statement, because it's an age old mindset that must reform. I'm going to start off by reading. This is an article published in Al, Al Jazeera News. And it is an article that you can retrieve via the internet online. You would go to www.al, which is A L Jazeera, J A Z E E R A dot com. And again, the title of the article is US midterms, how they work, and why they matter. See, a lot of us don't even have a clue. Because we're not engaged, we're not involved on the level that we need to be in political affairs. So I'm going to share some Very significant and valid information because it matters. It matters, it does matter that you voted today. U.S. midterms, how they work and why they matter. With the midterms looming, Al Jazeera breaks down how the vote works, why it matters, and what to expect. More than 157 million people are registered to vote in the US. I repeat, more than 157 million people are registered to vote in the US. And that deserves, yes, right there, I'm convinced. We are starting to wake up as a people. We the people, we the people are starting to wake up as a people and to understand or comprehend why this political process is essential. Now I'm going to continue reading the article. U.S. midterm elections are scheduled for November 6th and we know that as today's date and the vote is largely expected to be a referendum on President Donald Trump's performance since taking office. Held every four years, midterm elections occur halfway through every presidential term. Midterms generally garner low voter participation. But the Pew Research Center recently published a poll that found increased enthusiasm among voters this year. I'm gonna read that paragraph. Held every four years, midterm elections occur halfway through every presidential term. Midterms generally garner low voter participation. But the Pew Research Center recently published a poll that found increased enthusiasm among voters this year. November's vote will determine the future of Trump's legislative agenda. I repeat, November's vote, and we're talking about today. That means November the 6th. Today, Tuesday, election day, will determine the future of Trump's legislative agenda. A lot of you, and I know you're listening, a lot of you, you already have said this. You didn't wait till today. You have said, I must vote in the next or upcoming election because I cannot continue to see things going in the direction they now are taking. Well, if you voted today, not only have you made the smart move, but you have begun the proceedings, the electoral proceedings essential to impact change. You've got to start there. And that's where so many did not involve him or herself in that process prior to this state. So we have awakened. So we are now, we are now motivated and inspired to get on course and stay on course when it comes to initiating for change within our communities. And it starts right there at the polls. Believe it or not, at the polls. That's where you can evoke the necessary things that must happen to happen. It starts there. Okay, I'm going to continue on reading the article at this time. So, November's vote, here we go again, held every four years, midterm elections occur halfway through every presidential term. Midterms generally garner low voter participation. But the Pew Research Center recently published a poll that found increased enthusiasm among voters this year. And we have to say, more. People of affluence from our politicians, current and former, to our celebrities and our community leaders have come together. They have launched campaigns together, they have promoted ads to encourage us to vote, to get involved in the political arena to initiate change at the polls via a ballot. Why? Because that's the process. You got to follow protocol. And if you're doing that, if you're doing that, I commend you tonight. So many times we think, oh, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that, so I'm not really relevant in terms of doing something that's going to impact change. Well, if you voted today, people under the sound of my voice, if you voted today, you did something big that will impact change far greater than you could ever even dream. This is it. This is the big one. November's vote will determine the future of Trump's legislative agenda with Democrats hoping to take back a majority in the US Congress. Republicans currently enjoy a majority in both chambers of Congress. This Senate and the House of Representatives, and I'm going to say that one more time, because not everybody stays in the loop when it comes to politics, but this is valid, and this is essential, and we need to know this. With Democrats hoping to take back a majority in the U.S. Congress, Republicans currently enjoy a majority in both chambers of Congress, the Senate and the House of Representatives. This year, all 435 House seats, 35 Senate seats, and 39 state and territories governorships are up for grabs. And I'm going to read that fact. And I'm going to reread it for the following reason. There's a lot at stake here. This year, all 435 House seats, 35 Senate seats, and 39 states and territories, governorships are up for grabs. That's a lot. That's a lot. And see why? Do you now feel that sense of urgency? Considering All of this, now you know, now you know, and that's why this midterm election stands out above all the rest. This is the big one. How Did we, we the people, how did we do? We will know come tomorrow morning. We will know come later. Tonight, we will know more sooner than later how we did at the polls. And my prayer is that we did our best. Oh, yes, that we did our best. Because if we did our best tonight, ladies and gentlemen, if we did our best tonight, we're going to wake up tomorrow. And we're going to know it. The change is already in process. The change is already in progress. And I'm hoping that it is the change that you hope to see because I know it's the change that I'm about. I have nothing but good, positive energy that's being sent out. This evening. And I'm hoping that each and every one that you're prepared for what's to come. Because ready or not, change is coming. Ready or not, change is here. And I'm going to continue reading. And then we're going to take a music break because there's so much yet to be shared and said, but what I want you to keep your mind at even knowing is the following. If you did your best at the polls, have no regrets. It's just the process, respect the process. Appreciate the process. It's a process. It's a process. And we need to know that we're greater. We're greater as a people when we come together as a united front, and we show solidarity at the post. How do midterms work? And again, I'm still reading this article uh, published by Al Jazeera News, and it's a very, very informative article. Uh, This particular uh, segment that I'm now reading is entitled, How Do Midterms Work? And this is important because a lot of us are being educated as I'm sharing this. This is the first time for some that you've ever even considered doing any reading, or doing research, even on this subject matter? How do midterms work? And we're referring to the midterm elections, of course, which come before the general elections. every two years, all 435 House seats are up for election. But in the Senate, where elected officials serve staggered six year terms, one third of the seats are decided during midterms. In the House, 218 seats are necessary for a majority, while 51 seats constitute a majority in the Senate. Additionally, state races will decide the elected representatives for state legislatures and dozens of governorships during midterm elections. I'm going to reread that. In the House, 218 seats are necessary for a majority, while 51 seats constitute a majority in the Senate. Additionally, state Races will decide the elected representatives for state legislatures and dozens of governorships. Governorships during midterm elections, thousands of seats in state houses and senates will also be up for grabs this year's. And I'm going to re-read that. Additionally, state races will decide the elected representatives for state legislatures and dozens of governorships during midterm elections. Thousands of seats in state houses and senates will also be up for grabs this year. This is an important year. This is an important year. I repeat, in terms of elections, this is an important year. Let that statement of truth resound in your mind, ladies and gentlemen. Let it resound. Let it resound because It is essential, it is the truth, and we ought to make it our business to govern ourselves accordingly. Having heard all this information, having heard the statistics and the facts, you have data now as you move ahead and make some very key decisions. It's time, we got to get this right. We need to vote and we need to vote smarter ladies and gentlemen. And this is a song I want you to enjoy listening. And this is a positive message. It is a spiritual or you can say inspirational song. And hopefully It'll kind of help you as you're meditating because we need to focus on how we can change our communities.
1: The salvation, urge Son of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my savior. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my savior. All the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst on my sight.
2: Angels descending, ring from above. Echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my song.
1: Thank you. I'm
0: hoping, ladies and gentlemen. I'm hoping that you were inspired by something you heard. Just wanted to play some songs of inspiration. Um, a lot of times we hear music playing and the messages aren't always uplifting. A lot of times, I'm saying sometimes, but a lot of times the music is playing. And what we hear, it's definitely, definitely not uplifting. We're hearing a lot of sounds or sound effects. But what is the music saying to us? Is the music motivating us to change? Are we being encouraged? Are we being encouraged? Are we being discouraged? So those songs, I know for many of you, I know I'm a Sabbath keeper. I believe in the Messiah. And I refer to him by his Hebrew name. Joshua um Yahoo said to some Yaswe Yahweh. I refer to him on a deli basis. There are many brothers and sisters out there, likewise. And there are some whom are Muslim. There are some whom are of other faiths one thing that holds true if you are of a faith-based community you believe in the spirit of truth the power of love and the messaging or message of promoting peace so I say all that to say the following, we all need to be inspired, edified spiritually, and our minds need to be renewed because sometimes all of the, all of the programming that occurs, in our minds because of the things that we're subject to, whether it's music that we have to hear because we're in this world, though not of it. We are programmed and our minds become conditioned to believe or to think things, to have even ideas that we know we do not concur with. So it is time that we begin to take control, fully control our lives. And how you can do that? By making conscious, well-informed, educated decisions, calculated choices that we know the outcomes are, we know what the outcomes will be. When I went to the polls, I knew if I voted for certain individuals, because I had did my study and research, I found out what these persons were in support of, what bills, if there were any bills they were responsible for passing, and is there agenda one that complements or accommodates me and my community in every way or the best ways? See, it's important, don't be a puppet on a string. No one should be governing you but you. And you're all mighty the source. That's it. If you are being told what to do. And you are not thinking independently in your life. That is not a safe place to be. When you vote, you assert your independence. And you say I am not A part of a dictatorship. I am not subject to a dictator. I choose whom will govern me, and you do it in the way that has been designated. Yes, voting. Voting, ladies and gentlemen. There's more from the article to be read and I'm going to uh, revert back to the article at this time. We discussed about how do midterms work? Very important information was shared. And I stopped on the fact reading 1000s of seats in state houses and Senates will also be up for grants this year. That's significant. How many people vote, according to the US Census Bureau, 157.6 million people reported being registered to vote in the US. That's a lot. And I'm sure, possibly, there are more that the census did not record because there's so many more people that aren't. That or, or they do not have their information documented in the census. They don't participate in that. Remember, we still have freedom of choice in America, somewhat. Next, voter turnout is generally around 40% during midterms, according to fair vote. But Pew's new polls suggest that more than half of registered voters will take to the ballot box this year. More than half. With the country increasingly polarized by Trump, more voters could cast their vote in November. So this was an article that predates today, which is election day, November 6th, 2018. And of course, this is the midterm election. And someone asks, What does polarize mean? Well, here it is. Listen closely. <clears throat> There's so many uh, things we must consider with this upcoming election. To concentrate about two conflicting or contrasting positions. I'm sorry, to cause to concentrate about two conflicting or contrasting positions. a type of disunite or divide. And so many people are saying, the current president has done more to provoke divide amongst the people than to bring the people together. That's something we don't need right about now. And I'm not trying to initiate an argument so for For anyone calling in, I need you to keep this in mind. It is not, it is not okay that we have a leader over us that chooses to justify his actions rather than to make choices that are in the best interest of the people and the masses, aside from his own special interest groups, it's not okay. And if you think if I just sit back and I just watch and from time to time, I can become vocal and maybe go to a rally and protest, but in terms of voting, my vote won't count. So why should I even bother? If that's your mentality, You are not a part of the solution. You are stuck and you need not be stuck. You need to get active, be proactive. Get unstuck, become proactive. Find the time to become educated in the process. What don't I already know? How can I become better informed so that I can make the necessary changes that are relevant to me and my community? Next, and I'm gonna share at this time more information from the article uh, published in the Al Jazeera, I repeat, Al Jazeera news. Why do midterms matter? It's just so relevant and important that we know these facts. First and foremost, voter turnout is generally around 40% during midterms, according to Fair Vote. But Pew's new poll suggests that more than half of registered voters will take to the ballot box this year. That's a good thing. With the country increasingly polarized by Trump, more voters could cast their votes in November. That's happening already today. It's happened. Turnout for House primaries was nearly 20%, which marks a large increase compared with previous years, according to Pew. That poll found that turnout was higher for both Democrats and Republicans, but that Democrats bested their Republican counterparts, growing by 4.6 percentage points. Now, US midterm elections, what are the key issues? We'll get there, but first, why do midterms matter? For the viability of President Trump's policy agenda, the turnout of the midterms will be a decisive factor. If Republicans can hold a majority in Congress, Trump can expect less resistance while pushing through his policy. If Democrats can take back the Congress, they could disrupt Trump's policy plan and stop him from implementing a number of campaign promises. For instance, if Democrats control Congress, they could block his ongoing efforts to crack down on immigrants, including the building of the wall on the US-Mexico border efforts to remove Obama-era protections for undocumented immigrants and restrict the actions of the Immigration and Customs Enforcement ICE agency. And I'm going to repeat that. For instance, if Democrats control Congress, they could block his ongoing efforts to crack down on immigrants including the building of the wall on the US-Mexico border. Efforts to remove Obama-era protections for undocumented immigrants and restrict the actions of the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency, best known as ICE. After the controversy surrounding the confirmation of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, whose hearings focused on several allegations that he was complicit in sexual assault, Democrats see the midterms as an opportunity to prevent Trump's future Supreme Court nominations. Without taking a majority in the Senate, the upper house of Congress, Democrats would be unable to achieve this goal. Without taking a majority in the Senate, the upper house of Congress, Democrats will be unable to achieve this goal. Most importantly, a Democratic majority in Congress could potentially launch impeachment proceedings against Trump a threat that the President and his party have emphasized to encourage Republican voters to take to the ballot box next month. And I'm going to repeat that. Most importantly, a Democratic majority in Congress could potentially launch impeachment proceedings against Trump, or as many call him number 45, a threat that the President and his party have emphasized to encourage Republican voters to take to the ballot box next month. So, yes, vote. That's our focus word tonight. Vote. For far too long, we did not vote. We were told our vote didn't matter. We were told our votes don't count. We were told our votes are not even being acknowledged. And I want you to think about those three things I said. We were told our votes don't matter. We were told our vote votes don't even count. And we were told our votes aren't even being acknowledged. So we need to think, why is it, why is it important that I vote? In the midterm elections. Why are the midterm elections significant? And the midterm elections do matter, but why? All of these things are being answered tonight. On tonight's broadcast, episode 236 of the Exceptional Scribble Show on Tuesday night, November the 6th. 2018. Yes, Election Day, America. Think about it. I'm going to read some more. Meanwhile, many state legislatures play an important role in redistricting processes, healthcare access, budgetary decisions, and civil rights legislation among others gubernatorial elections could also usher in significant changes in florida governor rick scott has undone efforts to restore voting rights to convicted felons at least 1.5 million of whom are disenfranchised in that state now let's go back Let's go back. Meanwhile, many state legislatures play an important role in redistricting processes, healthcare access, budgetary decisions, and civil rights legislation, among others. Gubernatorial elections could also usher in significant changes. In Florida, Governor Rick Scott has undone efforts to restore voting rights to convicted felons, at least 1.5 million of whom are disenfranchised in that state. Here's what I'm talking about, right there, Governor Rick, Scott. People of affluence making change inevitable doing the right or just thing caring about every citizen treating all alike allowing convicted felons to have their voting rights making change Necessary. Helping felons to restore their voting rights. There's people in Congress on a state level, as well as federal level, who are in those seats, they hold those seats, because they care. They care about all of humanity. And they're willing to do what it takes to see that the rights that have been taken from many are restored to them. Let's not forget that everyone's not a hater. Everyone that has power and affluence is not an elite There are philanthropists, there are humanitarians out there that genuinely care. They do, they care. It's more than compassion that runs through their veins. They see all alike. And they're willing to do what it takes to initiate change. We need to know that. We need to be very pleased about that. And with that being said, I am encouraging all to vote. Don't let this day go past. If you are registered to vote and you have that opportunity before you, don't let it pass you by. Please don't let it pass you by. Change is gonna come. Change is gonna come. And we're gonna take a music break. Because change is going to come, ladies and gentlemen, why not be a part of the change? Because it's going to come, whether you choose to be a part of it. Or to resist it. And now I'm referring to the right change. We got to remember change is coming. Change is coming whether we are prepared for it to come or not. And I'm going to repeat some very critical, vital information. And this is fact. This is not fake news. And this is straight from an article. I'm going to read the article which is entitled midterms work Midterm elections matter. And again, U.S. midterms, how they work and why they matter. And this is from that article. Please listen attentively. Meanwhile, many state legislatures play an important role in redistricting processes. health care access, budgetary decisions, and civil rights legislation. Among others, gubernatorial elections could also usher in significant changes. In Florida, Governor Rick Scott has undone efforts to restore voting rights to convicted felons, at least one point five million of whom are disenfranchised in that state. And I want to apologize. I have read something. Um I read that part of the article incorrectly before I responded to it incorrectly. In Florida, Governor Rick Scott has undone efforts to restore voting rights. So that meant he did not support the efforts to restore the voting rights to convicted felons. So no, I am not in agreement with that. Nor should we be okay with that. So I'm hoping that there was such a strong showing at the polls of solidarity that change is evident and we know it's on their horizon. We've seen and we know the nominee candidates in Florida and Georgia and so many other states, people of color, people who are agents for change that wanna see the nation moving in its right direction, not in the direction the nation has been taken. And whichever party takes control will wield now let me read read something here with and whichever party takes control will wield influence over the next redistricting process slated to take place in 2020 and whichever party takes control will will influence over the next redistricting process it to take place in 2020. What are the main issues? Listen carefully, everyone. The largest partisan divides between Republicans and Democrats stemmed from immigration, health care, and the role of the US in the world, according to a Pew survey. According to the September Pew report, about 75% of voters ranked healthcare as a very important issue. Women's rights, yes. Supreme Court nominations and the economy also stand out as important factors in the upcoming midterms, which is today. Additionally, the Pew survey found that race was a central issue, with 85% of Democrats supporting more efforts towards equality for African Americans compared with only 29% of Republicans. That's a big gulf. 85% of Democrats supporting more efforts towards equality for African Americans compared with only 29% of Republicans. That's a big golf, people. See why it's important? These are the main issues. This is why the midterm elections matter. This is why. What can you expect? The final outcome of the midterms will likely depend on results in several key races. Across the country. And I do want to acknowledge, I believe the co host is on the call, Warriorist Queen Zapora Thalman. Welcome, Warriorist Queen.
3: Thank you. Sage, the You're welcome. Can you hear me? Can yes, you
0: hear I me? can. Hmm. All right, good evening, everyone. I bolted today. Yes, well, listen, we're going to start off we're going to get to the free publishing tips, but I just wanted us to spend some time on the following Mm -hmm. uh, topic tonight. And that topic is what are the 2018 midterm elections and why do they matter? And our focus Mm -hmm. word is vote. And I felt the need to do this after so much has occurred. Mm -hmm. When you consider um, how uh, President Trump rose to power, in terms of Mm -hmm. the um, election. When you consider all that has taken place from the time he has been sworn in to office till now as commander and chief of the free world, we need to know what's going on and we need Mm -hmm. to get involved. Not enough of us are aware of what we need to know, concerning politics US politics and how um, the midterm elections impact the general elections
4: mm.
0: and what we should be knowledgeable concerning regarding the midterm elections why is important to vote during the midterm elections and what um, the midterm elections does, for us as citizens of the US and as people, and especially those who belong to groups who have been disenfranchised in America. We need to know how are we being impacted by the midterm elections and how does our involvement in the midterm elections benefit us as well as others. This is the time for us to start saying, I do wanna get involved in politics. For far too long we've been disengaged, we've been encouraged not to vote, we've been told our vote doesn't count, we've been told it doesn't matter whether we vote or not, nothing's going to change. All of that programming has called us to become instead of proactive inactive. And we all know that when you're inactive, does anything change? Or is it going to change for our benefit? Never. Not if you are not casting a vote, and you are not initiating change. Nothing's going to change for your for yourself, and your community, it will change, but not to your benefit. So I'm sharing with everyone and this is an article I found online, I went to Al Jazeera news because they did this very informative article. They really broke down how the midterms does matter and in what way. Um, so I've been kind of just informing our listening audience on some of those things and just pulling from some other articles as well, because the more the merrier, but we need to really get well informed regarding the midterm elections because we've been miseducated and misinformed for far too long. And because of it, we were not proactive. And so we are not proactive. The majority rules and the majority is in it to win it for who? The majority.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: They yeah. They're winning for their own. They're not winning for we the people. We become the minority and we become that group that's disenfranchised, disregarded, discounted. And that means we're not being appreciated. And so we find there's a lot of laws that aren't in our favor. So what can you expect, right. I'm just going to order more info. And at any time, warriors, queens, of poor and Port Thelma, you can chime in too. I just want to make sure that we're informing our listening audience regarding this, because we want people to know this is important. The midterm elections are very important. And we want them to know in what way. So the final outcome I'm sorry.
3: Yeah, I just want to say you go ahead first and then you know I'll say what I you know because I do have input you know things that I want to say.
0: Okay, great. And I'm gonna be quick. The final outcome of the midterms will likely depend on results in several key races across the country. And this is from the article from Al Jazeera. Some of the most important races include the election for Republican, Jeff Flake's seat. Flake is not seeking re-election this year in the current race between Republican Martha McSally and Democrat Kirsten Cinema. is too close to call, according to a number of projection websites. Many are also keeping an eye on tight Senate races in Indiana, Florida, Missouri, Nevada, North Dakota, and West Virginia, among others. There are also a number of key races in the House. Including California's 25th and 48th districts, Kentucky's 6th district, Texas' 32nd district, New York's 19th district, Illinois's 14th district, Iowa's 1st district, among several others. Last month, a record number of people, 800,000, registered to vote on National Voter Registration Day. Although it remains Unclear how many will show up on voter day. Well, of course, today is that day. So this article predates today. According to 538's most recent predictions, Democrats have a one in five chance of taking control of the Senate, while their chances of gaining a majority in the House sit at 81.3%. The website statistics also found that Trump's approval rating is currently 41.8%. And a percentage of those who disapprove of the President is more than 52%. In the increasingly unlikely scenario that Republicans lose control of both the Senate and the House, they would no longer be able to pass laws without the support of Democrats. And if Democrats took control of the Senate, they will be able to block Trump's nominations for judges and other positions. But if the Republican Party maintains its grip on both or either chambers, Democrats ability to challenge Trump's agenda, will be significantly reduced. And that's why I was one of those, I was telling people, look, it does matter. This time, it matters. Because if we don't get our votes in this time, and we don't become a united front and, and show and demonstrate solidarity this time, there won't be a next time. But I- and the majority will continue to rule the house, and continue to dominate, and continue to devastate our lives. Is that what you want? And that was the way I came at people. I wanted them to know: look, this is a real rat race for real. I know a lot of us heard about the rat race, and you know we work so hard and get so little in return for the, all the hard work that we put in Delhi. But if you want to get a return vote, get the right majority in the House and in the Senate by voting during this time where your vote does matter. And I'm I'm believing, I'm hope, I'm really believing that everyone I know it rained and listen, that was another thing. The way it rained on today. Mm-hmm. I said you know what, this is an omen. This rain represents all of the adversity that has come up against the majority of us who are the minority in terms of power and seats of power. And I said if we let the rain stop us from voting," We already decided that we don't want to win. We already decided and we let the rain become a wall to prevent us from showing up at the polls and demonstrating solidarity. We have literally gave up this fight and told that majority continue to dominate our lives and devastate us. That's what we're saying. So I'm hoping that everyone did wake up and they did realize we can promote change and we can initiate the right change in Congress and then Senate. And it takes us voting to do that. So now Warriors Queen, you can share what you would like to say and when you're done I'm just going to refer to one more article or two more articles
3: all right thank you sage to page poet you're
0: welcome all right
3: I'm going to I'm going to speak medicine for
0: my comments
3: all right. first I'm going to go to the ancestors the original founding fathers Ronimo Joseph Red Clout and Sitting Bull, and President John Hansen, who was the president of the 13 colonies of Turtle Island. First, we have to stop calling ourselves, quote, people of color, end quote, and, quote, minorities, end quote, because we are not. I identify as an American Indian, Fertile Island. Second, let me just get my thoughts together. I can feel the ancestor spirit working right through me. They're guiding me. It's a battle of coyotes versus wolves. And the heart spirit is leading the battle. The midterm elections, thank you all for voting because it will make a difference. We can't be turned away or discouraged by distractions, disturbing news. And imagery especially. Don't let imagery control your mind. That the bull happen. Then the next thing you know, as stage the page post said, you're inactive. You're gonna to start to believe that it's not worth it, that nothing will make a difference. And a majority and minority have been flipped has been replaced one another. Those of us are, quote, people of color are the majority, and the minority are not. And the minority is the so-called major- mm. so called majority. So the midterm elections were actually that stone that made the ripple in the water that will lead up to general election or the main election in 2020. It's a starting point. And that's how you reach yes, your goal. Once you know what to do, and it's only, quote unquote, complainers that don't know what to do. Once you get instructions, then you can put them to work.
0: Hmm. Awesome. Well so, articulated.
3: Thank you. Wando. So I'm going to be speaking my native language and some of the English, which I was forced to talk, but didn't know it until mm-hmm. now. It'll be a mixture.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Government is not a plaything. Gambling with people's lives is not sports, just like hunting wild animals.
4: Mm.
3: But if you want to take something that belongs to you, but if you misuse it, oh, you're going to have trouble, capital letters. Mm. And so with this election today, we have until tomorrow to find out what the outcome will be. And it should be a success. If it doesn't, then we'll just have to look at what to do next.
1: Because mm-hmm. there are
3: other solutions. What doesn't That's work? Right. Well, one, one thing doesn't work, another thing will. You just have to search for it, seek it. It's there waiting for you to ignite it and use it. Mm. And that's all I'm to say. Thank you. Why oh,
0: don't thank you? Well, there's a lot that was said by the co-host of the Exceptional School show, Warrior Queen. Zipporah Thelman. And yes, she is asserting herself as an indigenous or Aboriginal, meaning she is of the original and the the native people of this land. Um, Turtle Island to all is the original, the original name and I was informed that it was called Turtle Island because at the time when the original people settled or the original people were here this land had many turtles dwelling on it. I was informed that parts of the city such as Philadelphia um, Philadelphia section of Aramingo um, and it was another um, section was areas where a lot of wood. So you know, so, uh, at-
3: could you repeat what you just say? Because you was breaking up on my end.
0: Yes, um, I was just giving a little history. Um, mm-hmm. First, about Turtle Island, that during the time mm-hmm. when the natives and the indigenous people, uh, which were the uh, mass populace of the land at that time, um, turtles were here. There were many this land was called or referred to as Turtle Island. Also, in regards to the city of Philadelphia, in the section of the city known as Aramingo, it was an area where a lot of wolves lived. So when you begin to share about um, this war being between the wolves and the coyote uh, that came to mind to just share that information because some may not know that yes, Philadelphia was a um, city that uh, I believe it's the Lenape or Lena- yeah. L- Lenape, Lenape, um, yeah, whom were the ab- an Aboriginal nation, Indigenous people. Um, they had a chief that um, named the majority of the rivers, a lot of the streets, even, um, and a lot of uh, that which was government, um, legislature, and even um, certain streets, which are still today, um, owned by the native people. So yes, if you are of Indigenous heritage it is important that you have uh, some research done to know all of your ancestry because you could be inheritor of some land right here in Pennsylvania, as well as in the city of Philadelphia. And a lot of the areas that are um, used as tourist tourism uh, attraction areas today were um, land areas owned by the Native or Indigenous people. So with that being said, I do want to say another way you can claim back or reclaim your heritage and inheritance. Is also to initiate change politically, to take initiative, to become a part of the political process, whether it's as a voter or running for a city council seat. Um, Find out locally what's available. If you feel you have what it takes to lead in your community, consider. What does it require of me to be a ward leader? What does it require of me to um, have some sort of a seat of authority and role in the community where you can lead and initiate, initiate change on a local level? Start somewhere. We're talking about how to make change, how to make things happen. You got to start somewhere. Start within your own community. And it starts really in your house. When you take initiative and as a parent, if you are a parent, um, you take that role and you do all that it requires so that your children have all of what they need to survive and to live and to thrive in society and be the best that they can be. So there's something we all can do. If you did your best, and again, I'm gonna repeat that. If you did your best at the post today, have no regrets regardless of what the outcome is on tomorrow. Because always remember this, sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. A race is a race. You will not win every race. But in terms of the battles, we can pick and choose a lot of them and know that what matters is winning the war. Winning the war is what matters. So let's unite people, educate ourselves. What's that saying? We educate and we unite. We can mobilize, but we first have to unite. Then we have to educate, and then we can mobilize. Very important. And I know it's something else. It's four things. I'm I'm not seeing it all, but I'm gonna find out what each one is because it's a certain order of it. First, we unite, then we educate, and then we mobilize. But it's something else, I'm forgetting it, it's four things. But it's like the four steps for a people to strategize to win when they're at war. And I know the first thing was to unite. Unite, educate. Uh Mhm. And I was gonna
3: say, or just warriors, queens, Queen Horror. I was gonna say, take a guess, you know, for helping study. i mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Repeat that one more time. Sure. I was gonna take a guess to help you with the uh, the fourth word, um, which is study. S T U D Y.
0: Okay. And that will be that will be adequate and that will be suffice because it is necessary for us to study. How can we even educate if we haven't first studied? So we need to study first, study well, and then we can educate, organize something, and then mobilize. But educate, unite, educate, organize, mobilize. That's it. Got it. (laughs) Unite (laughs) welcome. Educate. See the word study help. (laughs) Unite, educate, organize, and then mobilize.
3: Organize, all right.
0: Strategies for winning war. We can do it people. Somebody Mm -hmm. lied to us years ago to make us think that we didn't have the power. And that it was the person that was in the White House that controlled everything. Mm -hmm. Not true. We do have the power we the people Mm -hmm. must and let me change to come. That's right. I just, yeah,
3: this is Warriors Queen. And I just want to give an update on the midterms. Uh, let's see, for the
0: Senate.
4: Yes, thank uh, you.
3: Yes, yeah, sure. First, the midterm polls close on the East Coast. So for the Senate, it's 33 Democrats and 45 Republicans.
4: Mm hmm. Yes, indeed.
3: Mm -hmm. Anything can change.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: And let's remember if we unite, educate, organize, then we can mobilize. We will win. this war we're in. Cause it's definitely a war. Mm-hmm. A lot of this a lot um, think it's not it is a lot of that state. And if we take initiative, we can win this war and voting by us showing up at the polls and demonstrating a united front one of solidarity that was the dent the dent in the helmet of goliath (laughs) the dent in the breastplate of goliath we have already put a dent in their armor so how can they be the big bad wolf now when we've already <laughs> put it in their armor? We've already begun to chip at their wall that they built. It's not gonna to stand. Too many chips. We we were able to 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 to, to chip it, to dismantle it. So it's not that strong fortress it used to be. We're showing them, I believe, they're shaking in their boots tonight. (laughs) (laughs) They thought the rain was gonna keep us in the house. They figured, oh, they got some bad weather today, lots of heavy torrential rain downpours. Oh, they ain't gonna show up, but didn't we show up? And people got up. Early in the morning. Oh, yes, they did. And they shared it on social media. They showed up. People got up and drove and got down there. The boom, baby boom generation, they got up. The millennials, they got up. People left and went during their lunch breaks. They sacrificed eating their lunch to vote. So you know what, I say all that to say this, when we want something, we're willing to work hard to get it, don't we? (laughs) And we don't (laughs) care, we gotta lose the game. We'll lose whatever we gotta lose the game. So if we can just keep that mindset, keep that initiative and work ethic, we'll be all right come the general elections. Because we're gonna do what's necessary. We're gonna join forces, we're gonna unite together, we're gonna band together, and we're gonna win this. We're in it to win it. And I had someone tell me, oh Trump is gonna get in again. Oh, it's rigged, I'm telling you. He's gonna get again. You know what I said? Like hell, he will. I don't see that. I had to tell him. I said, I don't agree with you. He might have gotten in, but I don't see him saying in because we're waking up and realizing we can make the difference. When we try, when we all come together and do what's necessary, we win. And the right party wins. And the right agenda gets pushed forward. And the wrong agenda gets suspended. That's what happens when we come together and join forces and become a united front and demonstrate solidarity. And that's what was needed all in all. And if we could have learned that a lot sooner, Trump would never have be become president Now we know right now we know we're smarter now we're wiser now we learn from our mistakes and now we know and we're going to make certain that what we did wrong last time never happens again so i'm wishing the best for us as a nation as a community of people as humanity. And let's send a strong, united one voice of a message to Congress into the House and to Senate that yes, we want change and we want it now and we're going to do whatever it takes to get it. That's right. Whatever it takes that's legal and lawful and just
3: We're going to do it.
0: We're going to do it. And again, I want to thank everyone. Thank you to all who went to the polls. Thank you. You just don't know. You don't know it yet, but you will. Your vote does matter. And I believe after tonight, everyone will have to say that with strong conviction, their vote matters. We're going to see the impact. It takes time. It takes time. Nothing good comes without a struggle. Mm -hmm. Like that old saying nothing good comes easy. it's a wait. it's a fight. It's a struggle. It's a war. And you have to endure to win it. So I want to encourage everyone who has been consistent with voting. Thank you. It matters. Thank you. And warrior queen, we have about 10 more minutes to stay on topic of um, and for tonight. We're talking about the midterm elections. And how they matter. Is there anything you would like to share by way of reading an article or just some facts or, um, Some commentary even, maybe there was a speech you heard by one of the uh, upcoming newly elected officials and you wanna share some of what they spoke. Or even if it's a former president or former elected official, state or federal, you wanna share some information, maybe something that they said that ties in with our topic, you're welcome to do so.
3: All right, thank you, Sage the Page Poet. I would like to read an article. I was saving it from the publishing information section because I felt that it ties in with the topic. So what I would like to do is uh, go ahead and start the free publishing information hour because it's connected to tonight.
4: All right, well, first, we, first,
0: okay, gonna... well, we, have, we have about 10 more minutes. So, if before we, we begin, hello, yes, we have about 10 more minutes uh, yeah. before the free, conference. right? Uh, and I was thinking cause I'm
3: having difficulty. I think I don't know if it's technical difficulties because you keep going in and out.
0: Yeah, it's definitely technical. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. So you can All right, so I'm going to start, you know, with this article. It is from writersdigest.com, and it's titled Language Arts. Box author slash linguist Christina Doucher discusses the power of words, and it was dated September 19, 2018. Following the release of her hit book, Vox linguist-turned-author Christina Doucher shares insight into the power of words spoken, written, and suppressed. We learn more about Doucher in the November slash December 2018 issue of Writers Guide. As much as Christina Doucher loves words, she's a linguist by trade. Having taught at universities internationally, she knows better than most the power of their absence an award-winning flash fiction and short story writer, her debut novel, Vox, released in August, has generated buzz from the likes of Time, Publishers Weekly, and Vanity Fair. In a fast-paced dystopian novel, where a certain demographic is limited to speaking only 100 words per day, it's no stretch to say that language is, well, everything. The author took a break from promoting Vox Abroad including doing four interviews in Italian the day before we started, to talk about where she gleans inspiration, how the study of linguistics influences her tales, and why writing short is the best practice for longer endeavors. In Vox, women are forced to wear counters on their wrists that limit them to speak in 100 words a day. The average person speaks about 16,000 daily, give or take speaking as a writer and linguist, what are some of the ramifications this would have on literature, communication, and storytelling? I think I can safely say that there's one major thing that separates us from the rest of the animal kingdom, and that's language. It's language that allows us not only to share our thoughts and ideas and stories with others, but also allows us to process information. I doubt Einstein would have been able to come up with the theory of relativity without language, not because he needs to talk to anyone, he could have been in a box by himself, but it is unimaginable to me that that kind of thinking could be done without language. We can go beyond communication and storytelling and family relationships and look at what really happened. Our humanity would be taken away. It's impossible to miss the quote right now, end quote, relevance of Vox Time. Magazine even called it a novel of the hashtag MeToo movement. The current events have any direct influence on your approach to the story? Not as specifically or directly as most people think. For one, when I started writing Vox last summer, I wrote it in two months. There really wasn't a hashtag MeToo movement yet. I'm a really strong advocate for freedom of speech. When we look at dystopian fiction throughout the ages, we're basically looking at the same topic, restriction on freedom, sometimes speech, sometimes reading, sometimes other freedoms. I don't think this is anything new because if it were, we wouldn't have had Orwell, Huxley, or Bradbury writing about it. I'd like to think I've written I would have written this book no matter what. You said that the idea for Vox came from a doomsday fiction contest in an online fiction magazine. It did. Initially, at least, there were two stages. Basically, I came up with this kind of hybrid vegetable or fruit from the seeds of all these other sort of related ones. Maybe I created like a literary tomato. One, a magazine that I just absolutely love called The Molotov Cocktail had a doomsday contest. Molotov was the first place to ever publish a piece of my flash fiction. Maybe three or four times a year, they'll have a contest with a theme that's usually very stark, either horror or speculative fiction, something like that. So I wrote this little story, about 750 words total, about a global uh, aphasia epidemic where all of a sudden we've got the Tower of Babel. You can imagine how long we would last in that kind of situation. It'd be a disaster. Maybe we'd last a week or two, really, before we just kind of all killed one another. The story was very dark. It's the linguistics aspect in it, which I really enjoyed because, as a linguist, it's something that I can write into stories to make them a little bit unique. In the meantime, all this while that I've been, writing slash fiction i've had the little idea over my idea drawer which is a virtual idea drawer called quote unquote as you can pardon me as you probably can imagine when i was a really young kid i read the story about some kind of magical kingdom where people limited themselves to 10 words a day something like that they did it on purpose so they could hear lovely music that's all i remember of it because i've never been able to find it again but it was this idea, this word-limit thing that made me think, well, that's linguistic. Maybe I can work that into a piece of flash fiction. thing. I combined the aphasia piece, and I had the word-limit piece into a dystopian short story for a magazine. Hence, I came up with the high, quote, hybrid tomato unquote, box. Some of the short stories published in literary journals, including some that have garnered push-cart, nomination. How did you decide that Vox could be lengthened from a short piece into a full book? I wrote the 3,500-word short story Vox, which is pretty much the skeleton of Vox. My readers, three women who swapped stories with me and also write flash fiction, looked at it and said, this could be a novel. And I want to go back to the beginning about this after the word uh, uh, story Vox all right, it's written in capital letters, but it has, you know, quotation marks. And then she continued on a sit and took the quotation marks off of Vox.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: All right, continuing on. The short story made it to the second round of a competition in Clarksworth Magazine, a major science fiction slash fantasy magazine. When that happened, I thought, okay, this has legs. I talked to my agent about it, and she said it sounded delightfully creepy, which is a great response from an agent. So I thought, I'm going to do this thing. The pacing in box keeps readers hanging on with white knuckles. Do you think your experience with and flash help you to be parsimonious? Exactly. Hope. That's All right, I'm back.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: All right, parsimonious means I'm willing to spend money or use resources, send you frugal. All right, back to the article. Exactly, absolutely. I started writing four years ago with the idea that I was going to write a novel because I think that's the idea a lot of people start with. And in my own words, it's like, hey, if Stephanie Meyer can do it, I can do it. Right. I think when I looked at the first thing I wrote, it's clear I had no idea about pacing. I certainly didn't know what character arc meant. The character arc is the transformation or inner journey of a character over the cause of a story. to the article, or what a beat the beat was. <coughs> Pardon me. And the beat is, mm-hmm. the story beats are the scene. C dash course of action upon which you hang your basic story or about the importance of dialogue. The Flash is not just about the story. You don't have that much time or space. It's about the lyricism and the poetry and evoking a really strong feeling while still telling the story. It's like musicians who do etudes. It lets them practice their form instead of sitting down and writing an entire concerto or symphony. That's a great analogy. We've touted the benefits of writing Flash to our readers, even if they don't intend to make it the predominant form of writing. It's a great way to get good practice. It's wonderful to hear from you, having success with Flash and short stories, and then being able to carry that over into a longer form. It really warms my heart that you're making that recommendation because it's so important. I have taught some writing courses the last couple of years. I tried to tell my students that I haven't actually taken a writing course last. But I do find that there are so many beginning writers who just want to dive right into a novel. want to do the same thing that I first did. We all do because we know the novel is what we see. They're on airport bookshelves and libraries. Of course, if you're going to try to make any money as a fiction writer, The novel is pretty much the only way to go. Flash fiction paychecks are usually about a dollar fifty. I think it's a trap people fall into this idea that oh, I'm going to do this really big, hard thing and write a novel. But in fact, it's quite nice to be able to focus on something much, much smaller. You've taught courses on linguistics, phonetics, which are the study and classification of speech sounds, and phonology, which is the of relationships among the speech sounds that constitute fundamental components of a language. At universities around the world, how does your academic mm. knowledge of language influence your individual writing style? I don't spend a lot of time describing exactly what color somebody's eyes are, what people look like, what they're wearing. I think that probably came from the fact that I did a
1: metric time.
3: When I was in graduate school, and after that, but it was all very technical, which means according to the fact or exact meaning of something strictly. If anything, it not be the linguistics that really influenced my writing style. It might be the fact that I have a science degree. Linguistics is a good science, so we often think of writing as an artistic and endeavor. And what ways does your background in science inform your writing process? Writing is a pretty damn technical. Take a leech out mystery or box, anything like that. You've got this sort of formula that you need to stick to. You've got deep an inciting incident, the quote unquote choice that needs to be made, the debate period. Then the B story comes in. I mean it's quite scientific. That's why we call things deep sheets or story quote unquote engineering or whatever. There's a technical aspect to it. I think once you've got that framework down, then you can be artistic, can play with your words. What are some ways that non-linguistics can learn from the study of linguistics to help improve their own writing? For some inexplicable, which means unable to be explained or accounted for. Reason. I'm pretty okay at writing dialogue. I'm wondering if being a little bit more nerdy about language being kind of a linguistics freak helps me pay attention to the things that i hear and also recognize when i write dialogue that it just doesn't sound like the way people really talk i'd also think there's that age-old really tasty chestnut that says write what you know i'm a linguist so i wrote a book that features some linguistic stuff but going more general than just linguistics about what you can do and what you know a lot about and go from there rather than trying to write something that is like that one book on a bus seller last year or that got turned into a movie or that your friend wrote, write what you know based on your experience. It's a golden rule. And in this article, here's a quote earlier from Christina Doutter, and she says, it's always good advice to think about what you can do and what you know about and go from there, rather than trying to write something that is like, that one book on the bestseller left. The end of this article.
0: So, glorious Queen, you were reading, and then there was this pause. Is that intentional? Did you get cut off, or what happened there? Pardon me. No, that was the end of the article. I ended it with her quote that she had earlier. Okay, just want to make sure yeah. everyone listening, our listeners are aware of what happened. It was like a pause and I didn't know if that was due to connectivity issues mm-hmm. or you were just pausing for reading some more.
3: All right, that was the end of the article. I will now take questions and comments for it. All righty. All right, now I'm going to go back to... All right. So, since there were no questions or comments, then the article spoke for itself. So I'm going to move, you know, back to my writing writing, and discoveries, which are the following two pieces. Number one, allow balance when doing self-help and helping others. Don't let one consume the other. Saying no is all right without feeling guilty. Any questions or comments for the first one? All righty, and number two, All right. artists are fighting when working. All right. All righty, I'm going to move on, and I'm going to wrap up with Anti-Trump Art Warrior's Resistance, and the first section A, books, book. And I'm going to, uh, the um, only book is titled This Dark Paradise, Southern Empires" parentheses, and it's by the author, Wendy Haley. And here's the summary at Amazon.com. Let's see. All right. All right, just bear with me for a moment. I get the summary. Uh, Here it is. Alexander Danilov, a seductive and spellbound vampire, returns to his ancestral home in Savannah, Georgia to find a home haunted by ghosts of the past and a family torn apart by dark secrets and sinister passions. Original. And Section B is music, which is only one, and it's hawk medicine. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sage, the page poet, could you, I have one request, play ghost dance for the audience?
0: Well, yeah, I agree. Yes, well, I agree. We're gaining a lot of territory tonight, because for the topic we had, we got to go deep, we got to go strong. We got to send out the awareness alert. Yeah, yeah. the alarm people now. We got to take control back of our lives. We gave it away. We allowed many who did not have the best interests of our community for our or our families to get in these offices and and these elections and to win it. And they did not win it for all people. They wanted to keep the power and the wealth in their own community. And they we refer to those types or kinds of persons as elitists Elitism or supremacy is those two are weapons of mass destruction. Uh, elitism, and when you consider yourself as better than others and you treat others like they're not even human, that's a, a supremacy that's pure hatred. We are never justified. To feel or think that way. Never. All are equal. All are alike under heaven, and we should treat each other in that regard.
3: Yes, uh, and Sage the Page Poet. Could you play uh
0: ghost dance, you know, um, for the audience? Yes. Yes, I can't hold for one moment. I'm get that on. Sure. And this is um, this one is it says ghost dance song, uh, the yeah, spirit song, yeah, and it's called spirit song ghost dance, and it's by red the red shadow singers. And spirit. All right, let me see if that's
3: the Alright, alright, it's the one, one with the drums
0: playing. One second. Sure. All
3: right. Oh no, this one is. Now this one is called Ghost Dance Native American Power Drones by Katie Morton. Oh, okay.
0: Let me get that.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I uh-huh.
0: And it's by Katie Morton. Yes. Okay.
3: This is it. Yeah, this is it. Yeah.
0: Or music, indigenous healing, sure. healing song. What were you saying? That's the indigenous healing songs that we were hearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It looks like we have a caller. Welcome, caller. Ah, uh, the deacon. Welcome. You're on the call. Yes, welcome. Well, when you're ready, you can simply unmute yourself and chime in, but we do see that you are on the call in the call queue. So I do wanna say again, welcome to the Deacon. Welcome. All right, Warrior is Queen, you can carry on. I'm sure the deacon right. will uh, speak when he's ready. Thank you. All right. All right, so that's all I have to you know, say for tonight.
3: And I'm not going to give no suggested rating because of election day.
0: OK. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts or remarks? Well. Everyone,
3: just get ready, you know, for tomorrow's results.
0: And in terms of us getting ready, um, what would you like to suggest for us to do?
3: All right, so just you know, send
0: out positive
3: vibrations, you know, to that the uh, right party will win.
0: I hear that positive um. vibration, ladies and gentlemen, that's our co-host. Warriors Queen, Deborah Thelman on the panel, of The Exceptional Scribble Show, of course, she is the one who facilitates as the lead facilitator, the free publishing tips hour, which is from 9 till 10pm on The Exceptional Scribble Show. Um, for tonight, of course. Uh, she will not be um, giving us a suggestive reading. She said, because this is election day, but rather, she chose to give us some positive inspiration. Let us take the heart, all of what we did listen to all of the good information and resource information that was provided to us. Also, all of the positive inspiration, um, the good vibration that was sent to us by way of positive uh, messages. We need positive energy in this day, and in this era. So for those of you who have been uplifted, who have uh, tuned in tonight to this broadcast, we encourage you. We thank you. We want you to know that we appreciate you. Don't leave Us, we are in support of you. That's why we come on this broadcast every Tuesday night. Don't forget every third Tuesday from 9 p.m. We have on this panel, the writing king, uh, Richard G. Lowe Jr. And he is an experienced published author, an experienced writer, an experienced published author of more than 60 books. And he's a ghostwriter who writes books for a lot of people. He's written books for politicians, celebrities, you name it. And he would like to share with each and every one of you and with me, the host, and with our co-host, ways that we can monetize our writing. There's a lot of opportunities out there. Some of us, we just never not there are opportunities, there's ways that you can make a good profit as a writer, simply doing what you love. And you can make money one on the side, along with having a day job. Doesn't that sound good? I'm sure it does. because It sounds good to me. So tune in every third Tuesday monthly to hear from the Writing King himself. Also, you can go online. Um, he's online. You can go to www.therritingking.com. I repeat Uh He has a variety of services that he provides. And yes, he is available to you if you are a published author and you need some tips on how to market your new book that has just been released. He will assist and can assist you. He's available, just send a correspondence his way. You can do it by way of his website, www.therwritingking.com. He has written crossword puzzle books, He has published and authored coloring books. There's so many opportunities for you and I, if you are a writer and you're gifted and you love to write, there are so many opportunities available to you. Don't let those opportunities pass by. Those opportunities are golden. You just need to access. What is available? It's available to you, thewritingking.com, Also, Warriors, Queens, of Port Thelman. please share your contact information for those that would like to consult with you about how to become a published author. The mic is sure. now in your hands.
3: Thank you, Wanda. All right. My, uh- Email is Pisces spelled P like Peter I-S C E S two one four three at Verizon.net. Um share
0: that one more time.
3: Sure. My email address is spelled is Pisces spelled P like Peter I S C E S two One Four Three at verizon.net.
0: Excellent. Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, prepare yourself. We are at war. We just did not wanna believe it for some of us. For others, we've been knowing this for some time. There was a woman who used to come on the radio in the 1980s. And when she came on the radio, she was educating the general public on how to survive during this era we're in now. She told people to begin to store canned goods, begin to store bottled water in your house. Also, to have uh, non perishables like powdered milk. And a lot of other um, things like crackers and sardines and things that were practical that you could store in your home in the event there was a power grid failure. And this is something we don't hear much about. In the event that there's a power grid failure, your power, literally your power will be out for weeks not just days or hours. A lot of us have never experienced that. But there are those who live in rural communities who have. But how do you survive that? There are certain key things you need to know. So I want to give you a suggestive reading everyone. How to survive a power grid failure. We are quickly approaching. We are quickly approaching uh, the winter season. When power outages become commonplace for many communities. When the power grid fails. There are some key things you need to know. And there was an article, and it it, it was published November the first this year, 2018, and the title is "When the Power Grid Fails: Ten Things You Need to Prepare." And information because a lot of times we don't really think ahead in that regard. We just tend to get Up and think, um, I know what to do if this happens. I know what to do if that happens. But we don't think about what to do if the big things happen. And that's important the big things. Because the big things are happening. Whether we acknowledge they are or not, they're happening. And a lot of times we're not prepared for the big things. And we need to be prepared for the big things. So for those in the chat room, I just shared the link, when the power grid fails, 10 things you need to prepare. This article again was published November the 1st, year 2018, November the 1st, which was last week, Thursday. And I shared the link as well. We need to prepare for this. We don't want to think about it being our reality. But guess what? That's not gonna make it not be Just because you don't want it to be will not make it happen. Whatever will be will be whether we choose to embrace that reality or not. So why not prepare for the inevitable? It's going to happen. There will be a power grid failure because you have people in power that fail us intentionally. They don't want us to survive. Mm-hmm. Their job or their goal is depopulation. Depopulation. So mm-hmm. we need to prepare yeah. ourselves. This is real talk tonight. We're not telling you what you want to hear. We're telling you what you need to hear. This is real talk tonight. Prepare for the inevitable. Why? Because it's gonna happen. Whether we choose to believe it or not. For the most part, we don't want to believe. When it happens, we'll accept it because then there's nothing We can say or do to make it not be here, it becomes our problem. And that's when we start thinking solution, and we should already be thinking solution, we need to become proactive. So again, the article is entitled when the power grid fails. 10 Things You Need to Prepare. And this article was published on November 1st, 2018 by Laurie Neverman. And I repeat, Laurie, L-A-U, as in unicorn, R-I-E, as in Evelyn, never man. And it's spelled like the two words never and man together. So I wanna encourage everyone if you have not yet Prepare yourself and your family. This article will help with that. And, uh,
3: yeah. I would like to say mm-hmm. that uh, there's some Fox News projects is Democrats take control of the House.
0: And say that one more time.
3: All right, this is what it was posted on Facebook Democrats take control of the House. You know, Fox News had posted it. Oh, wow,
0: Fox News posted it. Well, there you go. That's the change right there. Usually mm-hmm. Fox News doesn't post that.
4: Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I want to say again to everyone that went to the polls and demonstrated solidarity, you voted. Thank you. Our vote matters. And it's showing us by results that our vote matters. Breaking news, you just heard it here. Sit and, and repeat that news sure, flash. Sure, I was, uh, it says uh,
3: Fox News projects Democrat projects. Uh, Democrats take control of the House. It says Democrats take control of the House. This is a break of 48 minutes. And I looked into it and it says uh, Republicans will Take control that this is at 721 PM. Republicans will retain control of the United States Senate. The Fox News decision desk can now project. Although the exact size of the GOP majority is not yet known, a Republican Senate allows President Trump to continue shaping the federal judiciary, including possibly the Supreme Court, and provides a check against House Democrats who want to investigate and perhaps even impeach the president. That was one of the, uh, these looks like these are uh, Twitter messages. No, they're not Twitter messages. These are, uh, I'll read the ones about the Democrats. This is about uh, Democrat Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is projected to win election of the House of Representatives in New York's 14th congressional district, according to the Associated Press. The youngest woman ever elected to Congress at 29 years old, Ocasio-Cortez, defeats Republican Anthony Pappas. The projected win by Democrats will be the first time they've controlled the House in eight years. The win by Democrats deals a major setback to President Trump's legislative agenda and could potentially open the door to investigations into Trump and his administration, including a possible impeachment. Although the exact size of the Democratic majority is not yet clear, Democrats will soon have to decide whether to restore Nancy Pelosi to her old job as Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. And on the Senate race, it says um, the House, or the Senate race, let's see, the House race, 108 Democrats, 118 Republicans. Um, Senate race, 40 Democrats, Democrats, 50 Republicans.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds like yeah. a winner May. I think we did our best at the polls. And now we're hearing the results to prove that. And I want to again tell everyone, but listen, this war is far from over. Yeah. This war is far from over. They are not going to let us win. No. Not by long shot. They are going to fight this tooth and nail. They're going to fight and fight and fight. This is a bloody war. This is not going to be a walk through the park. Ladies and gentlemen, they don't want us to have control of the house. Their job is to see to it that our rights are not protected. So what should we do? Keep voting. You don't just stop here. At the midterm election, the general election is coming up. And there's other elections coming up, even your local elections. Don't stay home. Don't be an armchair revolutionary where you just talk about it and never get up and initiate change by way of action. Let's be proactive. Let's send them a message in Congress that we are not sitting. We are not just marching. We are coming to their front door. We're coming right to their table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're yeah, and I, mm-hmm. Yes, that they not try to shut up because we're not shutting up. Don't try to shut mm-hmm. us up. Don't try to sit us down because we're not. We're not sitting down on this. We are going to initiate change in every election. We're going to do what it takes, what's required from us. And we're starting what's going to be a ripple effect for generations to come, it's far from over. We want what's ours, and that's what this is all about.
3: And I wanna add, this is Warriors, Queens, of course. I wanna add, you know, my message that wolves will defend their violated territories. There you go, right
0: there. Say that again, Warriors, Queens, of Forest Almond. Sure,
3: sure. Wolves will defend their violated Mm territories.
0: There you go. Mm -hmm. Because we have been violated, we cannot sit this one down. We are going to keep fighting until justice has been served. It's far from over, ladies and gentlemen, far from over.
3: Alrighty, I'm going to uh, get up for tonight.
0: All right, well, you enjoy your evening. Thank you so much for Mm -hmm. the shared information. Very good resource information and valuable input. And uh, we look forward to next week. Next week, we're gonna have, I believe on our panel, we are scheduled to have Jack Harris. He's a wildlife preservationist Um, he is an NRA move supporter. He is also a member of help save mother earth. Um, he does a lot that's humanitarian in its context. He is a revolutionary in terms of people staying in power. And he believes that yes, you never give up your guns because there is going to be a day. When we're going to have to defend what's ours. And if we don't have weapons to do that, we're in trouble. So tune in next week. Same network, TalkShoe.com, same time, 8 o'clock p.m. Uh, we'll have Jack on from 8 till maybe about 9, 9.30. And Warrior is Queen is going to have the rest of the evening for free publishing tips hour. Don't miss out, people. Don't miss out. It is time for us to win. Looks like I have the deacon on. Welcome. Welcome Deacon.
2: Uh thank you. Thank you. I say I said thank thank you.
0: Yes, and um could you share where you're from?
2: I am I am from now uh, look at here I say I am from the kingdom of Texas. Uh, where y'all from out uh, here? Uh, uh, life is good.
1: To be the GM, but I got an itchy damn trigger finger, Tom. And if I got to pull the trigger on a stunner
2: out there. Oh wait,
0: what, 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 was that? I'm sorry. Could you, um, Cheryl, uh, the nature of this call? Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is um, Sage, the page poet. That's my signature. Host of the Exceptional Scribble Show. I'm not sure um, why uh, we had a little disruption during the time of that call, the deacon was the only title I saw for the caller. I'm going to ask what the nature of the call is whenever someone calls into our show. And I'm not sure of what the uh, context by which they are calling is all about. I need to screen calls that are coming in. Um, It's virtually impossible at times, because I am hosting the show. I also can see when there are calls coming in, I have to block when I'm seeing a call come in. And it seems like the nature of the call might be in opposition of what this shows platform represents, I'm going to have to block the caller. Um, This program is one that promotes literacy. We also promote an appreciation for the arts. This is not a broadcast designed for debaters. Persons that just want to debate issues. If that's why you're calling in, I'm serving notice on you now. You will be blocked. You will be muted. You will be dismissed. I am the show's host and I set the bar. I raise the bar or lower it at will. That is mine. As a right to choose and initiate, so I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. It's ten thirty six because this is an election Tuesday. Um, I chose to have for the show's topic uh, we covered why the midterm elections, why the midterm elections are necessary. Okay, why it's important to be proactive and vote during the midterm elections. Because the, the general elections, yes, we need to vote then too, but the midterm elections are vital, more vital than most of us possibly or probably even had awareness of. So I'm hoping tonight that I was able to succeed in educating and informing you of the essentials. Um, Also, I did touch on the following topic, public announcement. Power grid failure is one of the most likely disasters you'll face. Learn how to prepare your family to survive and thrive. Next time the lights go out. And I said, read the following articles for good resource information. Number one, when the power grid fails, 10 things you need to know. That is an article by Laurie Neverman and it was published on November 1st, 2018. The second article entitled how to effectively prepare your family for power grid failure, resources, urban and wilderness survival. Very good articles, ladies and gentlemen. Very good article. and i'm sharing i'm even posting now on social media especially on facebook um, these articles and the links that you can visit because um, this is information that you can pass on to others um, in your community whether it be a church whether it be college campus whether it be a school where you are teach teacher. And we need to educate people, there's too many not aware of the facts. Um, Power grid failure is a serious thing. It affects more communities and people than most even dare to know. So let's get educated. Let's find out what we don't already know people. Let's get educated. Let's find out what we don't already know. Let's get knowledgeable. Let's learn how to survive because we are in a day and time when power grid failures, which are real, Are going to happen, especially because you have a lot of people in power that don't care about us. So if the power grid fails, they're not going to come to our rescue. And we need to know this. We're going to have to come to our own rescue. We're going to have to be prepared for these things. And there's a way to prepare yourself. Everyone, stay awake, stay alert. Get your rest though. Please get your rest. Make sure, make sure that you're resting well. And we need to know, even concerning power grids, there's a lot of information that we should know about. How are power grids set up? We need to know about that. How are power grids set up? These are things we need to know about. Don't find yourself in the dark unprepared. Be prepared to survive. Be prepared to live on. When these systems and supports begin to fail us, we have to live on. And the only way we can do that is preparing ourselves. We've got to do it, people. Don't take what I'm saying lightly. Take it to heart. This is resource information we need to know. Resource information that's good. Resource information that's vital. On all fronts. And I want to say again, thank you, everyone for all that you're doing. Thank you for not being afraid to fight. Those that went to the polls, that's a way to fight too and win. Let your voice be heard. Don't become afraid, we need to do our best. And we can be better, always know this, we can be better, we can do better, we can live better, we can operate better in society, but it's gonna require us Standing together, forming bridges, not walls. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in tonight. And I do have, again, I'm going to play some songs in honor of the spirit of the natives, the true sovereigns of this land. Oh, yes, there's a story that's never been told fully, and it needs to be told. Um, overcoming is an option, and we need to take it. A lot of times we say we want to win, we want to win. But what are we really doing? What are we really doing? And in light of tonight's election, there are songs that speak to or testify to the truth about winning and what winning means. Winning is not easy at first, it's a fight. It's a fight, but you can win. You don't have to lose people. You can win, you don't have to give up. Being a survivor means you fell down once or twice, if not more than that. You fell, but you weren't counted out. You're still in the fight. So here's
1: the song, it's about winning.
0: gentlemen, we got to do this. We've got to fight. We've got to love. We've got to win. And we can't make excuses any longer. We've been endowed by our Creator with certain birthrights. We were born to rule and to reign. And if you know that is the truth, it's time for you to just do it. Take your rightful place. Be the leaders in this world, that we were formed and created to be. No more accepting mediocrity people. No more allowing ourselves to be less. Less is not less is less. It's time for us to be the best. And do our best. Why? Because it matters. We have work to do. So I want to say to everyone again, who voted, you voted, what's Next. You got to come up with the plan of action. Don't put your trust and confidence in a political candidate, put it in yourself. In terms of action, you come up with a plan of action and write it down, write it out. Say this is what I'm going to do about the present situation and circumstance I find myself in in the community that I'm a part of in. Here's how I'm gonna initiate for change or advocate for change. You come up with a plan of action, write it down and go for it. Don't let anyone psych you out of doing it. Don't let anyone convince you that it's not a good plan. Once you have taken out the time to do your own study and you have done the necessary research, all that's left is the following do it. Just do it. It matters. It matters. And I want to say to everyone under the sound of my voice you're better. You are more than what you thought about yourself. Now that you know, it's time to do something about it. Get with the program. Live your destiny fully. No more excuses. Say I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am not a borrower. I am a lender. All of my debts are paid in full. I am victorious I am blessed going out and coming in. I do not lack of anything. I have more than enough. My destiny is I am a chosen generation. These are the things that we must claim as our inheritance. When you know who you are, you don't settle for less. And I wanna encourage everyone under the sound of my voice to be bold. This upcoming election, it's about change for the better. Be a part of that process, be an agent for change. And don't ever sit back and think my vote doesn't count. What does my vote matter? I'm just one vote. Do you know one vote may be all it takes? There have been many elections all over the world where that one vote did make the difference. So I wanna encourage you, if you're out there in the sound of my voice, it is righteous, it is just for you to exercise your civic duty and vote. Every time there's an election, because your vote matters. We need the right people in office, we need people that have a heart for community people that have a heart for helping others people that truly do care about the welfare and the state of every man. That's why these upcoming elections matter we need to participate stay involved be involved write and a plan of action and do it today list things that you know are accessible to you always start right where you're at don't aim too high and don't aim too low Start right where you're at. Goals that are comprehensible, meaning set goals for yourself that you can reach. Start there and then go big. We've all become familiar with the saying, go big or go home. Well, before you can even go home, you gotta think smart. Attainable. What can I attain unto? What's not too great for me? Start there. And then, after you've succeeded there, then go for what's bigger. But do it in decency and in order. Don't overstock yourself. You have limits, set boundaries. And then you can win and you can be successful in every attempt made. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again, we're going to have a final song. Okay, and then we're going to close out tonight's show. There was a song entitled I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. I can see all the obstacles in my way. See, a lot of times we're not seeing clearly and that's why we don't succeed. But no more excuses, we're gonna make it. Now this song is entitled, I keep on rising up. I wanna send this out to all and encourage everybody to succeed you know what your limits are but it's time for you to win and keep rising so let's keep rising people
2: Do you need to get let down, need someone to boot you, need to get dropped? just for fool yourself out.
0: or it Ever lose your ground. Make it, don't break it. Keep your spirit stronger. And your spirit will continue to be strong if you keep your spirit stronger. That means anything that will break your spirit, prevent it. Don't allow it, prevent it. I say this in love. I speak to you as a sister, as someone who is akin to you. I care about you. So I share with you things, ladies and gentlemen, I reverence and regard humanity and life. I have a high regard and respect for life. I have a high reverence for my maker, my source. So as you know, when I say a thing, I say it. Hopefully and spiritually. So I'm encouraging all tonight. Live, love, laugh, play well. Do not give up. Peace and blessings to everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Join me on next Tuesday on this same panel. All right, The Exceptional Scribble Show.